Welcome to Emerging, the official podcast of the Trout Unlimited and Costa Five Rivers program, brought to you by Sims Fishing Products. Emerging is about enabling the young angling community to drive progress in the fly fishing industry and the conservation of the places we love to fish. My name is Joseph Burney. I'm the current Five Rivers Communications intern and will be your host along with Andrew Lafredo. For this episode, we got a chance to talk with Jared Zissou to talk about fly lords and his experience with Five Rivers that led him to pursue a career in the fly fishing industry. We hope you enjoy. We are back. Episode five. Episode five, Andrew. I believe it's five. Yes. Yeah, we've we've made it to five. Um, well, we brought we brought for this fifth episode. Uh, we decided it'd be fitting to. We've been talking about five rivers, been talking about conservation, fishing in places, but um, just a cool thing that Five Rivers does is. Uh, since we're a college program, these people leave and they go to do cool things. And one of those people that's gone to do cool things after being in Five Rivers, this guy named Jared Zissou, we got him on. Um, big man at Fly Lords. Jared, welcome to Emerging. What's up, guys? Uh, stoked to be here. Yeah, so um, Fly, sorry, not Fly Lords. I'm thinking Five Rivers. I'm thinking five different things at once in my head right now but um five rivers is kind of new uh we're going on six years andrew seven years uh technically 10 but 10. um but as we know it uh six but yeah um so not a whole lot of alumni out there so far but um jared you went to swanee correct yeah so was that was that club there already, or did you uh, did you get plugged in? Did you start it? What what was happening for you in college? Yeah, I started it. I'm trying to think of uh, the first year, Andrew. We had uh, we had Lee with all the GeoBass guys, um, but I think that was the year I, I started the club at, at the school. Uh, I think that was 2014, right? Uh, yeah, right. because I was still a student too uh, at the time. Yeah. What uh, what led you to to start the club? I'm trying to think of the where I saw the kind of call to action uh, about starting the club, but yeah, I, I saw it somewhere and I just took the initiative to pull a group of students together that were passionate about fly fishing. And it, it was a sport that I had just picked up and I still remember going to that first fiber event and being like blown away by the people that were there, the community, the fly fishing community. It was the first time I really had a chance to see what that community was like. Uh, I still remember like rolling up and seeing the GeoBass guys and, Jay and Dad and Brian and Chris and like thinking those guys were like legitimate celebrities uh, and it was cool to like have that feeling within the sport and, and it was it was a great event so that was kind of my first taste of Five Rivers right there. Super cool. Um, so was fly fishing something that? 
I know I came into college and Fiverr is a little more established now than it was then. It was very new back then, but I came into college having picked up fly fishing in high school and fishing my whole life. Is that something that you did as well? Did you pick up fly fishing in college? What's the, when did you get started with, with that? Yeah, I picked it up freshman year of college. I had some guys on my on the same floor that I was on in my freshman dorm, and they liked to fly fish. And I still remember, like, the first time I went out into the soccer field that was behind our dorm and practiced casting with them and then went to the local Elk River, and it took me, like, 10 trips to catch my first tiny little six inch, you know, stock rainbow trout. And there's something about the, the difficult, how difficult it was to actually like get a fish on a fly that really intrigued me uh, about the sport. And then my passion kind of grew from there. So how, what year did you start your, your club, the club then? So freshman, you got into fly fishing, Freshman year, I got into fly fishing. Uh, um, Andrew, I'm trying to remember like when Five Rivers, when these clubs like actually started, because I feel like the first rally was that one we went to in 2014. No. Yeah, for sure. So the first one was in 2014 when both Jared and I were students, um, and it started kind of with Todd and, and Franklin Tate, uh, Todd Barker at Costa, um, and then. Yeah, it kind of started from there, really, the, the actual program. But the program itself has been around since, like, 2010. So it um, sounds like you kind of started it like your junior year then, right? Sounds about right. Right on. Um, so where does, like, Fly Lords end up, like, coming into the picture? Like, you, you started the club. Uh, was this, like, uh, before the club, or is this kind of, like, after you started the club, you kind of started Fly Lords simultaneously. Yeah, I think I started Fly Lords as an Instagram page the summer after my freshman year of college. So I got into fly fishing my fresh, freshman year, went home over Christmas break, ended up getting into some trouble, ended up getting my license taken away, and fly fishing was like, for me, an outlet for taking my mind off of the stress and the worries that were happening in my life. And that summer was the summer I decided to start, you know, an account, an Instagram account dedicated to just telling fly fishing stories. And, you know, we're talking back in like 2012. Um, so at that point there was nothing else like that out there. And you know, it, it grew from there and evolved from there. Yeah. So those first starting stages of fly Lords, I, I kind of remember in high school when it was still, still small, you had the, the Snapchat, the Instagram, all that, all that going. And as a high schooler, I'd see people taking over the Snapchat. You'd be putting up on the story like, Hey, if you want to take over. And I remember, as a high school feeling like a really cool guy taking over this Snapchat and going fishing with my buddies and having a good time and getting to share stories and stuff. And, um, 
I thought it was really cool. Where do you come up with the idea to kind of do all those takeovers? Because you were kind of the – I wasn't seeing anyone else doing that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I think with Fly Lords, the goal, you know, from the early days and, and even still today is like giving a voice to the common angler. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of this sport that's – seen through the eyes of these super curated magazines or super, you know, cinematic stories that you see in the fly fishing film tour. And we kind of wanted to be a voice for the, the guy who's going out into his backyard pond and getting skunked. And like, there was just not really a place for that type of content. And, and that was where kind of this idea of these Snapchat takeovers started. And there's been some absolutely hilarious ones over the years. And it's been really cool to, to see that platform, you know, be what it became. So Jared, not, not naming names, but, uh, well, who, what's your favorite story that's come out of Snapchat? Because I remember when I was on Snapchat, I'm not on Snapchat anymore, but, uh, I just remember every time I would look at the stories, it'd be like somebody going out like super pumped, excited. And then they'd be like, well, guys, we didn't catch anything today. Follow <laughs> us on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. The skunked episodes, dude, were some of my favorites because, like, everybody can relate to that. And, like, where else are you seeing stories of people getting skunked? Um, there was one, one kid that took over. I have no idea what his name was. He was this, like, short, young, redhead taking over with, with these glass, nerdy glasses on and he's like hey guys i'm at my my parents house for the weekend uh you know we're gonna go out and try to catch some fish he ends up like taking this canoe out that has a hole in it and he decides to take these like tortillas and duct tape the tortillas under good the lord so that it's not taking on water and i just it was like the most classic <laughs> entertainment i've ever seen the, the tortilla canoe patch yes. <laughs> better than better than flex seal for sure <laughs> man yeah. but um so i find that this is kind of a a hot topic and this can go down a lot of different ways but a lot of people will talk about social media and how it's affected fly fishing and from the perspective of someone that is running a lot of marketing for on social media and that's kind of where you got your start what's what's your thought on all these these haters uh say haters of kind of how social media has affected fly fishing because i have i have my opinion on it but i was i was curious curious what your input on that is yeah that's you know an important question and we've been working on sharing content and connecting with our audience for a long time and you know we're very careful when it comes to how we tell stories what we tell stories about trying to set good examples Uh, but there's always going to be people who are you know, disappointed in us for spot burning because we're writing a story about a river in Colorado. Um, so those are the things we have to consider. 
Um, a lot of our content over the last couple of years has been going to Alaska or Argentina or all these amazing places. And what's great about that is we don't really have to worry about spot burning anyone. Um, so that's almost been like a nice loophole that we've been able to take advantage of and, and not worry about that. Um, this year obviously has been different and, you know, we just finished a campaign with Colorado tourism and the campaign revolved around us shooting content and telling stories about four tailwaters in Colorado. And that's something from the beginning of that, that campaign, we were asking ourselves, like, are we going to be, you know, are tons of people going to be writing in saying like you're blowing up, you know, our local tailwaters and, and we picked tailwaters because they're very popular and, and famous and everyone knows you know, about them. Exactly. Our first river was the frying pan. And if you Google fly fishing in Colorado, the frying pan is going to be one of the first thing that, things that comes up on Google. But what we did learn from this, and sorry, this is kind of a long tangent, <laughs> but what we did learn from this is we spent five days fishing with different guys, different fly shops on their local waters in Colorado. And it gave me and the rest of the father's team an appreciation for these local waters here in the U S and although we've always wanted to have educational features, this recent campaign really allowed us to say like, we want to educate people on all the tailwaters. We want to tell them like how not to fish reds. We want to teach them about the local conservation groups that are supporting these rivers. We want to tell them about the guides who make their living on these rivers and how yeah. you can support them. So we really wanted to focus on like positive things, not spot burning. And yeah. I don't know if that makes and sense, but no, I, I, yeah. t I totally agree. And I think that some people get on their high horse and it's just because of spot burning. But I think so many positives have come out of, of social media and this like digital age. Cause I taught myself how to fly fish in high school and it was exclusively through YouTube and Instagram and other things and finding resources that I could. And that's such a positive because here I am um, really involved in conservation and fishing. And that was not humble at all, but I, I really think that it has some really good positive effects and it's been able to connect so many people in so many amazing ways. Uh, whereas it used to be where you kind of maybe had no idea and fly fishing was this foreign thing that like, how do I do it? Like situation. Um, but also the, the stuff about conservation is huge being able to, have like we talked about on the Pebble Mine episode where we you have people in Georgia, in uh, North Carolina, on the East Coast, or in the lower 48 in general, making this big effort against Pebble Mine, which is all the way up in Alaska, and this is a major social media um, effort. So there's a lot of positives, and I completely agree with you, Jared, on that. I just want to take a break for a second to recognize that while we're talking about this amazing community we have in Five Rivers and Trout Unlimited, that it really looks a lot different right now because of the pandemic. Hope that 
all of you have been able to use this time to rediscover the joy of public lands and rivers, but even exploring those places looks a lot different right now. We at Emerging want to encourage everyone to recreate responsibly and explore all the other people recreating responsibly over at the hashtag responsible recreation on social media. So thanks to everyone for doing your part to keep your friends, families, and communities healthy. And until this uncertain time is over, we hope you stay safe. So let's get back to the episode. How have you, how have you stayed connected with, or have you stayed connected with other five rivers, like alumni from your club or different clubs after starting fly Lords and kind of going into the real world? Well, me and Andrew have stayed connected <laughs> and, and uh, I definitely built some really strong bonds through Five Rivers with the local club members that I had. Um, I built some great friendships with uh, other Five Rivers members by going back to the rallies after I graduated to work with Andrew on creating content for them and helping market Five Rivers through Fly Lords. Um, so it's been a really integral and passionate, uh, program for me, uh, you know, ever since that first rally, um, that I went to. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like that experience has helped contribute to any of the successes of fly Lords at all? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, a, a perfect example, um, is the, the opportunity that I got to actually go to Christmas Island with, the, the geobass guys who I met at the first rally I went to and those guys have been role models for me and, and, you know, taking that first trip with them really was like, gave me that first real incentive to try to pursue this thing further. Uh, and yeah, I mean the connections, the stories we've told about Five Rivers and the people within Five Rivers, it's been, uh, you know, I think uh, an important part of Flywood's journey and, and my personal journey, probably even more so. Yeah. Then you have uh, former Two Coast Five Rivers intern Dan Zaz on staff. Dan does do a great job for us. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's cool to see, you know, like there's all these different people, uh, you know, Jared's probably the most prominent, but, uh, just, you know, I go to the fly, uh, shows and, um, the, <clears throat> the fly fishing, uh, trade show and, you know, IFTD and I see all these fibers alumni coming up and tell me that they're working at some cool places within the industry. So it's really neat to see it kind of come full circle. Um, but Jared, um, what's your favorite project you've worked on at Fly Lord so far? My favorite project, I really enjoy telling stories uh, about people and places and trying to convey a level of emotion with our audience. Um, so a big, a big story for me that we got to tell recently was uh the american museum of fly fishing came to us and and wanted to do a story that would help represent their museum which majority of people that follow flowers probably don't even know that there's a fly fishing museum that exists 
but we ended up telling the story about Flip Hound and Lefty Cray and their connection with each other. And the piece was called Time. And it was uh, selected to be in this year's Flavishing Film Tour. Uh, and just being able to take this idea, bring a team of really talented people together, and then watching this thing come to life on the big screen and sit next to the people that you worked with uh, on this project. Um, for me, that was, you know, one of the most uh, impactful projects that we've gotten to work on so far. Super cool. Um, is that, is that your bet favorite medium for telling stories is films or what is photography, uh, writing? What's your, what's your personal favorite? Cause I mean, everyone likes to, t you can tell stories in so many different ways. Um, and Fly Lords does that too. TikTok. <laughs> yes. Uh, not actually, not actually. But we, we try to, you know, like you're saying, we try to tell stories in as many places as possible. Um, we've, we're sitting on a lot of video projects right now that I feel like we haven't even released. Um, and I think having, you know, a three to five minute video where we can take time to interview people and really like pull a story out. I think that's probably the most impactful way to tell a story. Uh, a lot of times people don't have the time to sit through long stories like that. So, you know, an Instagram story with good photos and captions mixed in, a lot of times reaches more people. So we, we try to tell good stories in different places. Yeah. I, so, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, just kind of, you know, segueing from, from that, you know, what's, uh, you know, some, some projects on the horizon that you're willing to share with us that you're uh, excited, excited about Maybe the, the inside scoop. I don't know if I'm allowed to share any of these. <laughs> um, we'll have some stuff coming out uh, before the end of the year that I'm excited about. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut for now. Just put so. him on the spot. Oh, lame, dude. <laughs> Thought you could catch him off when guard. When does this come out? Uh, this will uh, come two out. Two weeks. Yeah. How has COVID affected uh, affected y'all's y'all's progress on projects and affected your life in general? Have you been able to fish or fish more because you kind of had to take a pause with some things, or what's been going on with with you since March? I guess. Yeah, it's been a stressful year, man. <laughs> I think for everybody, I feel that. Uh, you know, it's been. Uh, definitely a year to remember. Uh, I mean, we just moved out to Colorado and I'm very grateful, um, that we have, you know, great rivers and hiking and skiing and stuff out here. So it's definitely not the worst place to be. Um, the business definitely took, uh, you know, a pretty nice hit right in the beginning of, uh, of COVID, uh, you know, a lot of our, brands that we work with on a consistent basis just froze up all their marketing spends and video projects and photo shoots. And, um, 
we had to be really creative uh, about, you know, who we were pitching and what we were pitching them on. And a good example of that is we did a, uh, a series with fat tire called staying afloat. And it, uh, you know, featured guides and fly shops and businesses that were um, working to try and stay afloat during a tough time. Uh, and we were interviewing them and, and that was cool. So um, it was just really like adapting being creative uh, and then, Things started to pick up the last couple months, and travel's been tough. It's been a pain in the ass. You're sitting next to people on a crowded airplane with masks, and you know you hear somebody cough, and you think you're sick, and you don't know if you should go on the next shoot. And it's just been like an ongoing cycle of anxiety and stress. Um, but we're hustling and making it work, and um, you know, hopefully, there's a light on the horizon. Yeah, totally, and. I saw that that fat fat tire thing, and I I knew so many guides that um, were so affected on it. We just talked to um, talked in our Montana episode and talked all about how Montana was affected by COVID, and it's it's really crazy, and it's affected so many people in so many different ways, um, with people not being in school and people working from home, and I I really think it's it's made me appreciate what I have around me more. Um, and I'm sure you've gotten to explore since moving to Colorado, some of the, the local, local rivers and streams. Um, what, what's been your, what's been your favorite, favorite local spot recently that that's shareable? Spot burning again. Right? I'm spot burning again. I can't, I, I can't, I, no, no, the, the key word was, uh, was shareable. Like, yeah, I honestly, like I have some, my own per- perspective on spot burning. If we share a picture of a river and somebody has been there before and they recognize it, you know, good for them. And, uh, we're, we're not going to like point you to somebody's parking lot on their secret little honey hole and tell you that there's, you know, 30 inch brown there. Um, but my local spot is, you know, we're right on the roaring fork river, uh, here in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And, uh, we've been able to fish the green Drake hatch and a great season of fall streamers and even enjoying throwing a couple eggs on a, you know, on a nymph rod here and there. So, uh, at the end of the day, whatever gets the job done. Yeah. Um, but we yeah, are really enjoying, uh, this, lo- our local river here and, um, yeah, it's been great. You throwing an egg pattern or flossing the teeth? What you, uh, you using an Alaskan bead rig or what? what? <laughs> we bead rigs up in Alaska this season. Uh, cause we were there kind of towards the end of this season um, but when I'm fishing for trout, I don't know. I don't really get techie with the eggs. It's usually going to be like, uh, a, an egg fly, uh, and then just like a small little nymph underneath it or something like that. Yeah. I'm not really getting techie. I'm not throwing beads on you know, like Colorado streams. Yeah. Um, so you've also gotten to pre-COVID, and I, I don't know how much you've traveled recently, but you've gotten to go to some pretty cool cool places all around the world to fish from uh, 
the geobass as you were mentioning you got to go to christmas island and uh all these cool places what could you pick a could you pick a favorite uh place that you've gone for fly lords project Bolivia was really cool. I was like scared for my life the entire time. I still remember like landing in this jungle airstrip. The pilot doesn't speak English. My seatbelt doesn't work. I'm with two total strangers and I'm like wiping my arms with 100% D, which was like very <laughs> unnecessary. Um, but that trip still stands out as like, even though I thought I was going to die the whole time, it was like one of those trips that really took me out of my comfort zone. And I think the trips that do take you out of your comfort zone uh, with anything you do end up being some of the strongest memories. Any, uh, any other crazy, crazy fish stories from that as well? Just working my ass off to get a couple uh, golden Dorado, dude. I still remember like there was a couple days of just nonstop casting, 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 casting. River gets blown out. We thought we lost all of our boats, you know, fishing through high muddy water. Just, you know, I still remember like got a nice fish on one of the last days, like heading back down river. Uh, my best friend, you know, one of my best friends at the time was like dealing with trench foot and couldn't fish and yeah it was gnarly but grinded it out you got that you got that fish though i did get yeah we got a couple we got a couple fish um yeah there's one in particular that stands out for me man getting trench foot just go catch fish (laughs) yeah it's crazy um so some things we do for fish, man, it's insane, but that's yeah, super cool. Um, so what's your favorite species, Jared, that you caught on fly so far? Uh, and a goal, goal species, we'll throw that in there too. What's my favorite species and then what's my favorite goal species? Yeah, yeah, what's your um, next one on the list? Honestly, well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a good one here. The trigger fish is probably my favorite species to target. Um, they just have like a lot of personality and are very technical and drove me nuts for a long time until I finally got one. Um, bucket list species, um, a permit <laughs> would be great. <laughs> um, a timing would be cool as well. So yeah, both of those. I think this would be a great time. We should just set up a, a trip to Mongolia right now. Let's just I think COVID that, once yeah. COVID ends, let's all go to Mongolia, catch, catch some time and leave the trench foot out of it and have a great time. <laughs> I heard Fly Lords is paying for that and they're covering all costs. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> <got big> <laughs> yep. No, but, uh, I think so a lot of people in five rivers and, and young people in general that are really interested in, in fly fishing, they see um, like working in, in the fly fishing industry is like their goal and would love to do it. I mean, who wouldn't? It's, it's awesome. You get to work in a place uh, 
with people that, that love and share the same passions for you. And what, if you were to give a piece of advice, let's say to a college kid, um, who really wants to work in the fly fishing industry, um, what's that piece of advice you would give them if they're trying to get their, their foot in the door? Don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, what I would say is there's a lot of really cool brands out there and building connections with the guys that are either running the companies or helping with the marketing or anything like that. Just like building connections with these different brands, um, whether that means you're college or a junior in college and, you know, you reach out to fish pond and, you know, a good example is, uh, Mateo, uh, Andrew, who, you know, um, and he just basically says like, Hey guys, you know, I'm a big fan of your, your work. Uh, I'm going to, you know, take some photos for you and, you know, just be, feel free to like give people stuff for free, write for them for free, take photos for somebody for free, build those relationships, uh, get a job at a local fly shop, you know, work your way up, end up doing some guided fishing trips. Um, everybody in this industry respects people who, um, have guided. So, um, you know, do that for a summer or two, uh, and be nice, be kind, work hard, uh, that's kind of like my ramble, but <laughs> hopefully uh, you find find a place for yourself. Yeah, and any uh, any personal examples? I I know Mateo; he's an awesome guy. Um, love him. Little shout out for him right now. Um, but from your experience, I mean, you started Fly Lords yourself, but um, what were you doing? You think that that made the biggest difference in, in your success? I don't know if I got that question completely. <laughs> what do you think? If, do you think you could pinpoint it down to like one thing that, that helped you with making fly Lord So like, so successful and getting yourself like plugged into the industry? Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, working hard and, and, trying to be a good person and, you know, give people chances to, to prove themselves with you. And we've been able to build a really cool and strong team of, of people around fly lords. Uh, and a lot of times it's recruiting, you know, an intern who's a freshman in college and, you know, sometimes they're, they're working for free for us. And some of those people will end up getting a full-time job and, and, that's who I'm living with right now in, in Colorado. Um, Wills, who's now our director of brand partnerships. And that started as a relationship of basically a non-paid intern and, and grew from there. And um, it's a good example of like, you know, if you're passionate about something and you want to succeed at something, you know, feel free to, I hate to say work for free, but, you're young enough. There's, there's yeah. value in, in doing things, uh, to learn and to build relationships. There, there's more than, than monetary return. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people in, in five rivers that want to do that stuff, 
Um, and I think that's really, really solid advice. And um, I think people can can do good things by taking it. Um, Andrew, uh, Andrew, you got got anything uh, you want to talk about? I'm kind of out of my show notes. Yeah. Uh, no, just, uh, you know, thanks, Jared, for joining us. Um, you know, it's really cool to, uh, to catch you back up with you. Uh, you know, I know you and I work together periodically on projects, but it's always great to uh, get some alumni. And we're really trying to do that with the podcast um, in the next coming months is, you know, feature some more fibers, people out there doing some cool things. And uh, obviously, like I said, you're the uh, most prominent one of our alumni. So I really appreciate your time. I know you should uh, send them a trophy in the great, mail. So. Most prominent Five Rivers alumni. I know. I feel like there's got to be more prominent people than me. I, I hate hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put that in his uh, email uh, signature. Most Can prominent I? Five Rivers alumni. Yes. <laughs> I might get an angry text from Heather uh, if she listens yeah, to this. Most prominent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro- probably Heather might be the next one. And I think Heather would be a good one. Uh, Joseph, we're going to have to hit up Heather. So se- second best, if that makes you feel any better. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> almost forgot, but fly competition. So I'll say, I'll, I'll call people out right now. But mm-hmm. I think that we have a great thing going here. If you low back and listen to all these episodes, there are some great situations for you to have a really good time on the water with some interesting tactics. Got bread fly, um, got the Dalai Lama, uh, you've got uh, the the green machine, um, and oh, you got we got popper like a big popper, big popper, big popper. and we're giving out a fish pond duffel bag. Like, come on, people. Like, let's let's go outside, enjoy your enjoy your outdoors and do it responsibly, of course, with what's what's COVID responsible for you and enjoy your local waters. And we want to see most unique fish that gets a duffel bag. And we'll we're gonna call the stop at this fifth episode for the duffel bag. And yeah. most unique fish caught on any of those flies, any of them, you can pick any of them. And we're going to do a prize. Uh, we have a prize pack for um, biggest fish biggest. and smallest fish. By Sims. By Sims. Sims swag bag. So we got to add one more, one more fly to that, that contest. So Jared, I'd really like to know what your, what your fly you would like to, uh, throw in this competition i feel like i should stick with the theme of an egg but i also don't want to be remembered for that so i'll go with something a lot more elegant i'll go with the squirmy worm yes (laughs) i got some right look at all this stuff i got it right in front of me but i think i've caught the most fish in my in my life on a squirmy worm trout trout wise It's a great pattern. Sad. I I can personally Very attest sad. it'll Very it'll sad. catch a bass too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but that's awesome, man. That squirmy worm that that that's like second tier, uh, slightly above the beat egg. 
<laughs> damn, dude. I like I like putting what these fish are gonna eat in the water. Yeah, you you throw the trash rake on the roaring fork, leech to leech to worm to bead. No, no. <laughs> um, so so Jared, you got the the squirmy wormy. Y'all go out at the hashtag uh, hashtag emerging fly contest and challenge. challenge emerging fly challenge, not contest. Um, and tag us uh, at five rivers on Instagram and we're going to be doing all that um, after let's say a week after this podcast drops. So next Friday from when you're this next Friday from when you're listening to it, we're going to be, we're going to have stuff on the Instagram about it, but we're going to be picking those winners. Make sure to get your posts up um, with the fly and everything. And we'll be uh, dealing those out. Um, Jared, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, plug where, where people can, can find your stuff um, and maybe anything that you want to plug for what fly Lords is doing right now. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I'll start with what we're doing. Uh, you know, like I said, after that Colorado tourism trip, um, our goal right now is to inspire, you know, anglers to get out on the water and to educate them to be the next generation of, you know, conservationists. And whenever somebody complains about us blowing up a spot or a river or a state, even we get that. Um, nice. I try to like, you know, I like to explain that like the more people we have that are passionate about fly fishing, the more people we have that are going to help protect these fisheries in the future. So for sure, I want to, I wanted to share that. Be kind, be nice. Don't troll people. (laughs) And, uh, you can find uh, more of our stuff on our website, flylordsmag.com, Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Well, Thank you uh, for coming on. It was a good time. Uh, again, to catch up with an alumni. We'll throw up all the links up on the blog post that'll be on TU's website. And uh, we hope to see you back here for episode six. Awesome,